Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm Sarah Losey. And this is Brandon, your comprehensive guide to creative branding. And on take three of this episode... We're going to be taking a deep dive into social media. You you know how much we both love it when it's taken us three attempts to even start talking about it. Yeah, we're like, let's okay, let's start again. Let's just do like, it again. Oh, you have nothing to say about it either? Yeah, same. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, social media, it's, it, it's something that we have to do. And, you know, while I'm sitting here talking about it, I will be the first to say that I don't post nearly as regularly as I should. Oh, me neither. And it's funny. Someone has asked me, like, what's how do you promote your podcast on social media? And I'll be like, do not look at mine. And I will actually, like, point them to other people's to be like, oh, do what they're doing. Yeah, they do amazing. Yeah. They do an amazing job. Yeah. One of our clients, actually, uh, Women Share podcast hosted by Leah and Joanna, they're one of the examples I give because they do great. They do. They build up anticipation for each and every episode with nice quote cards and, yep. and additional information building up to the episodes that they drop. They do a tremendous, especially on LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, like that's like their main platform. So yeah. they are all over it. And we're just like, oh, that's smart. We should try that. Meanwhile, we're supposed to be the experts. It's, it's and, and you know what? As a testament to our expertness, um, I'm also a very professional speaker. Uh, <laughs> our expertness is demonstrated not only with Women Share, but another one of our clients, DJ Alojo, does an amazing job too. He really does. And yeah, he, I'm 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 super impressed with him because he really took his show and ran with it. We, yeah. we helped him launch and did the first couple episodes and really built it out for him. But then he's just been. Like, all right, I got this, guys, and has just gone and ran with it and has done yeah. such a great job. Meanwhile, did either of us promote the last episode that went out? For our show? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I know I built some reels for us to use. We did post them. What is today? This is, what are we recording on Thursday? Our show came out Tuesday? Yeah. yeah so we're no. probably going <laughs> to... We're probably going to finish recording this episode <laughs> and, go share and maybe reel. publish a couple of reels that, you know, we spent the time to create. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's that's kind of where it's at. It's so hard to sit there and make that commitment to post uh, each and every day, in, in some instances, multiple times a day. And it's funny because even before we connected today to do this recording, uh, I was doing human things like putting out the trash for the trash guys on Thursday morning. And I was out in my garage breaking down boxes. And what was I listening to? I was listening to a Gary Vaynerchuk video on YouTube. And what was he talking about? He was social talking media. about he was talking about posting on social media how he posts over 60 times a day that's on his social too media. many well for the vast majority of the world yes that's too many and we don't take into account so many times that he has a massive team 
and he spends tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a month just on social media. But But how how many things do you possibly have to say in a day? Well, and, and, you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of people ask, a lot of people ask that same question, and a lot of it boils down to the fact that you could say the same thing because there is a massive chance that the same people aren't going aren't to see that see same it. content. You could post it 12 times a day, and odds are different people are going to see it at different points throughout the day. And that's something that, and, and it's something that we just don't really take into consideration. We go, oh, I've already posted that, or I posted it on this platform over here. I can't post the same thing on this platform over here. Now, at the same time, each platform is designed in a certain way with their own proprietary algorithms, and they're specifically designed for a particular audience. So posting the exact same content on multiple platforms may not give you that return on impact that we talk about so often, but it shouldn't stop you in your tracks from doing it anyways, from posting something to promote your brand or promote your business or promote yourself. And that's kind of what led to this conversation in the first place. It wasn't that we want to get on here and, and, and embarrass ourselves for not posting as regularly as we should or Oops. scold any of our listeners for not posting regularly either. But we were having a discussion about what do we post on social media? And I think it was interesting as we got deeper into that conversation, the transformation that at least my social media has seen over the years. Yeah, I feel like people when they have their own company, like it's something that is basically just them. So for me, I have favorite daughter media, you have red hat media, people make the decision to either create social profiles specifically for their brand or not. And I chose to do it. So I so favorite daughter media has basically everything but Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. It has its own LinkedIn, its own Instagram, its own Facebook, so that I don't have to feel like I'm hitting my friends with just like marketing and like brand content constantly, even though I basically share everything I post anyway, but you did it differently. You didn't create social profiles that you really use for Red Hat Media. So your personal like page has basically become your brand page. Yeah. And now uh, the only place where you will find a Red Hat Media social media profile or page is on Facebook. I do have a page there, but I don't use it regularly. You know, I I don't post to it regularly. Sometimes I'll dual post when Mm -hmm. I post on Facebook or Instagram. I'll dual post on Red Hat Media as well. I remember we had a conversation where you're like, I need to start doing that. I'm going to change the handle, make it match. And I'm going to start really using it. And we did not do that. No, no. And and I think this goes back to to a previous episode where we're talking about getting that uh, maybe not so positive feedback from time to time. Mm. And this is another instance of where we're exposing ourselves. And if, if you look back, I used to do quite a few reels quite a few TikToks out there, not quite a few, but I I started doing the whole TikTok gig too, but I did quite a few reels. And in all honesty, the engagement on those reels was fairly good. A couple Mm -hmm. of them was really good, but I still stopped. Yeah. And one of the biggest reasons that I stop is because I do have that stupid voice back here going, bro, don't, don't do, nobody wants to hear you give that take on that particular subject. No one cares. No one cares what you have to say about that. And a lot of times that voice is overwhelming and I do go, well, I'll, I'll do it some other time. And it ends up not happening, but that's a different tangent that I'm going on there as compared to what you were talking about in 
how we use our social media profiles. I was going to say, I feel like some people use social media as like a sales platform, which I don't do. And I don't think, in my opinion, it's that effective. I feel like you need to make the connections with prospects and potential clients and your like your industry, all of it. You need to make those connections in person, whether it's at a conference, a networking event, what have you. Your social media should just kind of be where you build that community around your brand. And it should be where you're talking to people who already know you and just sharing more about what's going on. What are you doing now? What are you working on? Um, like what's going on um, within the company, what new projects, how'd you get there, telling stories. But it shouldn't necessarily be like people are going to find me via social media. It should be I found these people. Let me bring them into social media. Yeah, I, I definitely dig that. And, and we're seeing that transition more and more now that we're coming out of you know the pandemic and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. We are, we're starting to see where people are emphasizing getting back in, into real networking, person-to-person networking, in-person networking. Going back to kind of what we were talking about before where you're using your, your social media for your brand or vice versa, if you were to go through, please don't, uh, uh, my Facebook and look at, for instance, my photos. If you go to the photos and you start scrolling way down, you're going to see there was a time when it was all personal stuff. I mean, there's karate pictures and there's four-wheeling pictures and there's camping pictures and there's partying pictures and there's probably more partying pictures and and all kinds of raptor pictures and all kinds of cool stuff. But you don't see that on my page anymore. And to be honest, I actually went through because I've transitioned from using even my Facebook and all other platforms for more of a branding platform. I've even tried to go through and delete some of those old pictures. But Facebook makes it very difficult and extremely tedious to go back and delete your old photos. And I mean, it it takes literally because you have to do one at a time. You can't do mass deletes on Facebook. So uh, that's why I say if you go and look at photos, you'll definitely come across some pretty wild stuff out there. Go, man, that dude looked like that back then. Oh, that's crazy. But uh, it's you go back on mine, you'll see a lot of photos of my dog in different costumes. You'll also see recent ones of my dog in different costumes. Yeah, go follow me to interact with my dog. He's adorable. He is adorable. So adorable that what should we should we tell everybody? Tell, tell what are we telling them? We're telling them your your latest acquisition. Oh, I when I was in New Orleans for a conference, I tattooed his portrait on my arm so that he is always with me because he is perfect and the best thing in my life. Some of Sarah's best stories revolve around tattoos. So they it's, really it's, do. Yeah, yeah. I, I was scared because anytime I get a travel tattoo now, I'm like, please don't look like a penis. <laughs> so, <laughs> And if you haven't heard that episode. <laughs> Go back to Joe Saul Cihai's uh, brand success stories episode of Branded. There you go. You can hear all about the, the world famous penis tattoo so anyways going back to our social media that's that's one of the questions you have to ask is how how do you want to structure your social media and do you want to separate the two if, if you look at my social media now and really if you go back even I, I don't know a couple three years it's all been either speaking based or podcast based or if you really want to boil it down it's all been branding based mm-hmm. uh, and i've changed my focus completely and I, I sometimes i would like to post more personal stuff but 
then at the same time, I look at it and go, well, what what personal stuff, bro? I mean, what, what do you what do you what do you do? There's nothing that you do that's not. I literally do nothing that doesn't revolve around the red hat or, or yeah. podcasting. I literally all of my social events, everything. So while it is all branded on my social media, it really is my personal stuff too. Yeah, I I do have both. They have very similar content, but I I feel like it's still I can post the more personal stuff on my personal pages without it like blurring those lines. But I also I, I was I, I don't know how to say I have more of a life than you without it being mean. <laughs> I like like you know what I mean. Like I do. No, I don't. Things. I have no idea. No, you don't. No, you don't. I do you don't things. do things. No, 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 you don't. No, you I don't. hang out with my dog. That's a okay. Thing, okay. Okay. All right. You go so to the dog park. My brand page is brand stuff. My personal page is brand it's, stuff plus Harvey. Dog stuff. Yes. A hundred percent. But that's the question. You know, that's the question. How do you structure your social media? Do you, do you structure it from a perspective of you're sharing everything uh, and you're mixing your brand and you're mixing personal posts as well? Uh, because if you listen to some really high profile, uh, we'll call them social media experts or influencers or, or big brand influencers, they'll tell you to mix the two, you know, put some personal stuff out there because, and I know I've even, you can even quote me as saying this. If you listen to some other podcasts that I've done in the past, people want to know you. They want to know who you are. They want to know who they're connecting with. Yeah. People don't want to interact with the company. They want yeah. to interact with the person, which is why I hate the term business to business. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, businesses don't make decisions. Businesses are just like the entity, like the facade. It's the people inside of the business that are doing everything. So no matter who you're talking to, you're talking to a person. So you have to, I guess, remember that and still be positioning everything that you're doing to be a like super personal so that it, I guess, has an impact on a person. So I think what people are going to, or at least what I would say to that is, when you look at some of these bigger brands, that's definitely, and you, you got B2C, they're business to customer. Uh, but if, if you're dealing with the, the big brands, you're dealing with a, a, a Nike, you're dealing with, a, a, I don't know, craft, you're dealing with whatever, these big businesses, they're not really, uh, although people are their clients, they're not really dealing with people. You, you, you don't ever meet somebody from Nike when you buy a pair of, of running shoes. You know what I mean? How do you differentiate that? Where How do you, how do you make that B2C, uh, brand without losing sight of establishing the brand itself. Does that make sense? Well, you're not meeting them, but they're still communicating with the people. Like they craft does not get most of its money from the single box of mac and cheese you bought today. They get their money from <laughs> you have no idea what I grew up. <laughs> Same, <laughs> but they make their money because the grocery stores buy in bulk and all of this. So technically, they're trying to get the different stores to carry all their products. But if you watch their commercials, they're not saying, hey, Walmart, like stock our stuff. They're they're showing families around a dinner table. And they're doing so, that where? They're doing that on their social media. On social media, on TV, yeah. on all of their brand messaging. Yeah. And it's all consistent. I've never seen a company like that talking to another business even though like they could and anything that's business to business, it's going to still have to resonate with a person just in a way that 
shows the value it'll have for the business, I guess. Like there is still like there's still a difference in the messaging, but you you have to be talking to the key decision makers at the business if you want to have an impact. Well, see, and that goes back to who are your key decision makers for your brand? If you're leveraging social media in an effort to gain clients, how are you structuring your messaging? Do they want to see a picture of you camping or, or, or do they want to see a picture of you on stage or do they want to see a picture of you uh, executing your particular brand or your particular product or service that you offer? And those are the things that you have to take into account when you're doing this. And it can be extremely difficult to find that balance. See, that's interesting. That makes me think of like my different mix of social media, because if I'm putting anytime you are filling out like a speaker uh, thing or having to put all of your social media handles somewhere to be used, I put the professional Instagram, the professional Facebook, but I usually put my personal LinkedIn because I don't post super personal content to LinkedIn. Right. Right. I post bit like professional content. So I want people to st feel like they're interacting with me rather than my brand. So that's the one I'll post instead, of, even though I do have a LinkedIn for my company and I share the content back and forth, but I would never put my personal link, like Instagram, personal Facebook on these forms because so much of that content is irrelevant to my brand. It's just what I'm doing sure. in my life. So that I never, I guess I never even thought of that. Yeah. I just so do, I just do, do these, it. Do these organizations want to have a human on their stage when you're filling those things out? Do they, they want a person up there or do they want a brand? Yeah. And that's also, I mean, you and I are very similar in some of the content that we put out. It's actually, we're similar because you tell me to do it. So I copy <laughs> you, but your face is on almost all of your content. Yeah. You have photos of yourself and all of this, like, so it still feels like you. So any time, like, I don't even really consider, I don't know, like red, the, the red hat, it's just you, like you are red hat guy. So like red hat media, just another way of saying it. So like, right. I feel like you are your brand. Yeah. But for me, it's like favorite daughter is not how people recognize me. Right. I, right. They if either the recognize airport, my they're brand. Gonna, they're not going to look around and go, oh, there's favorite daughter. I see her. Standing yeah, there. but they'll see you and they'll say, oh, there's the red hat. But you didn't see me in California when oh I my had God. a white hat. So he, Larry was picking me up at the airport before uh, Outlier Podcast Festival. And uh, he changed his hat from a red hat to a white hat because he didn't want to be misconstrued as being like a MAGA uh, hat. So he we were wore in LA. A, yeah, we're in LA. Yeah. He wears a white ball cap and he's like, I'm at baggage claim. Like, meet me here and we'll go to the event. I walked right past him twice. I look at this man's face <laughs> every day, but I did not see the red hat and I kept walking. It's he saw me. And, yeah, he recognizes I, I me. I watched. Yeah. 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 So, and that just goes to that, just reinforces what you're saying is. How do, you, how do you structure that brand and how do you demonstrate that brand uh, across not just social media, but in every aspect of your life? There's literally no place that I go without this hat on. I mean, literally, there's no place. I mean, if I go to lunch here in 30 minutes and I go to a restaurant here in town, I'm just I'm still going to wear the red hat. It does. If I go to a business meeting, I'm going to wear the red hat. And I think that's really what it boils down to uh, as well is that while 
yeah, I didn't grow up wearing a red hat, and the red hat is a is a. He came a, out the womb with that hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's up, y'all? Uh, but but it's a conscious decision to wear the red hat now. But it's still just part of me. Even mm -hmm. if it wasn't the red hat, I would still wear a flat bill ball cap. I'd still have it cocked 15 degrees to the right. And it, it's, it would be the exact same style and structure of a hat. It do might you use like a protractor to like make sure. Yeah, I do go. Okay, here's my nose and make it go 15 degrees. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And if it's yeah. off, I go, oh, give it just a little, little. Even a little tweak. See, I was a little shy there for a second, but now we're, were. right on. I was going to say something. I'm like, I don't barely yeah, recognize that's it. That's a little straight on there, Lair. But uh, but that's just how I wear my hats, and I have forever. I mean, I've always, you know, sometimes I wore them backwards. But if it was forward-facing, it was always uh, just a little bit off-center. So that's that makes what makes it you. Yeah, that's what makes it branded. That's what makes mm -hmm. it authentic. That's what makes it resonate is the fact that I'm not trying to be something that I'm not or reflect an image that's not really who I am. Yeah. And I think that's the critical component to your social media. Make Whether, sure it's you. Make sure it's you. And don't try to build a facade around something that's just not going to resonate because people see through that and yeah. it, it, it's going to fail miserably. I just had that experience too. We've talked about this. I was at the conference in New Orleans. That was a financial conference. And I was, I packed the like business professional dresses and they never left my suitcase. Yeah. Because I, I was struggling with, should I dress like this and wear the heels and dress the way that I think people expect me to dress and the way that other people in this space will be dressed, especially I was speaking and I don't want to be on stage and just have people not take me seriously because of the way I dress. But I made the conscious decision of if I'm going to show up, I will show up as myself. Yeah. And I did my presentation in front of a room of financial advisors and financial coaches in Chuck Taylors and jeans. And I was okay with that. And I felt like myself and I felt comfortable. And people actually pointed it out and said, I had a call with somebody after the fact and she's like i'm so glad that you showed up the way that you did because it was so refreshing it was a breath of fresh air i've never felt like i saw a speaker just be so much of themselves yeah yeah and that's why i did it i wanted to feel like me so even if you go on my social media everything is pink my headshot that is that i use as a headshot is the only professional looking photo that i use the rest <laughs> i'm I'm like leaning against a gumball looking. machine. You're it's still not. dressed comfortably. It's still you're, you're dressed casually. I'm wearing pink. It's just a professional photo. But yeah. It's not like you're sitting there in a pantsuit, you know? No. <laughs> God, no. But the rest of the photos that I use are like, we went to the selfie museum and took fun pictures with different backdrops. And I yeah. use those as my brand photos because they are just like me completely and authentically. And if that doesn't look like, the people at the finance conference and the headshots that they use with their suit jackets and their like like sit up straight shoulders back that's okay because that's not who i am yeah and they were doing free headshots and i just i just didn't even get one because i'm like they're gonna expect me to just just look like that <laughs> and i'm like okay well can do we have any fun backdrops and can i be like dancing during the photo shoot no, no i have to sit here and just have that smile you and then you that. tilt my head that no I, I didn't want it we have yeah. to continue to show up as ourselves, no matter whether it's social media, in person. And if you find yourself in a room where you don't feel like you can show up as yourself, 
it's time to find a new room. There you go. That is not the room for you. So figure out which room is for you. Figure out how you want to structure that social media. But the bottom line is just come authentically. And whatever fits you, your brand, uh, and your business the best, that's the approach that you need to take. Not saying one is better than the other. Authenticity is the key. And consistency. (laughs) All of our favorite buzzwords. Yep, yep, yep. We got to throw that in there. So, well, we consistently ask you each and every week that if you found some value in this episode to go ahead and smash that subscribe button so we can continue to bring you these episodes each and every week. And, you know, we're still going to ask this week. So do us a favor. Smash that subscribe button. We really really appreciate it so with that i am larry roberts and i'm sarah lucy and we'll talk to you next week lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.